Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 9. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you haven't been with us or it's your first time here, we are currently doing a verse-by-verse study through the Gospel of Matthew. And it is Matthew's intent, as I've said many times, it's Matthew's intent to present Jesus as king. It's almost as if in John, you know, John kind of puts Jesus forward and says, Behold, the Son of Man. And here, Matthew would be saying, Behold, here's the king, the king, Matthew's intent to present Jesus as king. Now, here's an outline of the first 10 chapters of the Gospel of Matthew. Chapters 1 through 4, we have seen the person of the kingdom is revealed. The person of the kingdom is revealed in chapters 1 through 4. And then in chapters 5 through 7, we've looked at it quite in depth. We talked about the Sermon on the Mount. That would be the principles of the kingdom are recorded. So we've got the person of the kingdom revealed, the principles of the kingdom recorded, and then in chapters 8 through 10, we have the power of the kingdom released. The person of the kingdom revealed, the principles of the kingdom recorded, and the power of the kingdom released. And over the last several weeks, if you've been with us, we have seen Jesus' power released over disease and over demons and over death. We've seen his power released over sin and Satan and the storm as he looked at the storm and he said, be still. And the storm was silent. We've seen his power to offer new life and new love, and the new wine of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has all power. Amen, saints? All power. That's what this teaches us. And and all that power, it's amazing for me to see, perhaps for you also, all that power didn't go to his head. You know how some people are. When they get a little power, it just goes to their heads. Oh, you know, you've worked with people who were like the average Joe, the worker bees in the office, the worker bees around the job. And all of a sudden, the boss brings you in and gives you a raise and makes you the supervisor. And now you got the big head. Now you got this power, all this power. And then you change and you go from the nice guy, average Joe to the devil. And you change because a little power and a little money changes people. But you know what? 
Jesus, he has all power, power over sickness, power over disease, power over sin, power to forgive, power to offer life, power to offer the new wine of the Holy Spirit. He has all power and it didn't change him one bit. You know why? Because we can see that he has compassion, still yet has compassion on people. This is what I love about him. He is a compassionate Lord and I love that about him. And so this morning, We're going to see now he has the power, get this, to cause a blind man to see and a mute man to speak. And even with all of this power, we see he still loves people and receives people. Matthew chapter 9, beginning in verse 27. Saints, if you're there, say amen. And when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. Notice they followed him and then they came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord, we believe. And then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes opened and Jesus sternly warned them saying, see that no one knows it. Don't tell anybody. But when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all the country. Jesus said, don't tell anybody. They went out and told everybody. And as they went out in verse 32, behold, they, the blind men, brought to him a man, mute and demon possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled. And they said it was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees said, notice the religious folks always lurking in the rear, tapping their foot and looking critical. They said he cast out demons by the ruler of demons. And then Jesus went about in verse 35, all the cities and the villages doing three things, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples in verse 37, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Jesus is doing his ministry in the area of the Galilee. It is beautiful. I've been in Galilee twice. The Sea of Galilee is beautiful. It looks like crystal. It looks like glass. At night, I was in a hotel there in Tiberias, and you can see the Sea of Galilee from the hotel room. And it is unbelievable. The moonlight shines on the the water, and it is gorgeous, the Sea of Galilee. How much ministry Jesus did in the area of the Galilee. And out there on the Galilee, we, we took a boat. And we went out in the middle of the Galilee and we just sat there and we had a Bible study and it was awesome. I'll never forget it. And right there on the Galilee, right there on the shoreline there, they have this restaurant called Peter's Fish House. And and it's good. They sell, um, I keep wanting to call those things frumpets, but but they're uh, um, uh, fritters. They're fritters. And they sell these little fritters and, and fish and and, and it's just cool. And it's in this area of Galilee that Jesus does much of his ministry. 
Now, if you were with us last week, you know that Jesus had healed this woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. And then Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. And then he departed from this area and two blind men followed him. Did you get that? Two blind men followed him. What I wouldn't give to see two blind men trying to follow Jesus. You know, the Bible's full of little things like that. You got to stop and read it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just stop and read it for a minute. Two blind men are following Jesus. How could two blind men follow Jesus? Well, may I submit to you, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And I really believe that these blind men, two blind men, follow Jesus the same way you and I follow Jesus. We follow Jesus by faith. None of us has seen Jesus. And if you think you've seen Jesus see me, you need some help. But we follow him because of faith. Now, yes, these men heard about Jesus. Jesus' fame spread abroad. He was very popular, and people heard of him and heard of all the miracles that he he was doing. And I'm sure it was a talk of the town when Jesus called Matthew and said, Matthew, follow me. Matthew was a tax collector, and you know tax collectors were looked down upon in that day. And so Jesus called Matthew and said, Matthew, follow me. And Matthew went out and got all of his friends. Oh, by the way, all of his friends were prostitutes and drug addicts and beggars and thieves and folk that none of us would dare want to be around. And Matthew brought all these people in the house and all these low-class people, and he had a big old party for Jesus. And Jesus came, and I'm sure that was the talk of the town. Everyone knew about Jesus. And so these men, they knew about Jesus. And they came to follow him, not because they could see with their eyes. These guys were physically, they could not see with their eyes, but they had 20-20 spiritual sight. Amen. They had 2020. These guys followed Jesus. Although they couldn't see him, they followed him from their hearts. I really believe the light of Jesus shines on their hearts, even though they didn't see him with their eyes. And that's what happens to you and me. It's in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 9. And it tells us that Jesus is the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. Jesus was the light of men. And Jesus came and shined his light on every person and on every heart. You see, the Bible teaches that by nature, when we are born, we are born blinded. And the light of Jesus shines on every man, inviting every man and every woman and every girl to come out of the darkness and come into the light. And if anyone believes and receives that light by faith, we can finally see that light. And this is what I love about Jesus. He is able to give light even to the blindest of persons. Isn't that true? He is able to give light to the blindest of people. We all have known people who we've looked at and said, man, that person can never get saved. There ain't no way in the world. I mean, they're too bad. We've known people that we look at and I'm myself. And you and and people who just are too bad. And you think there's just no possible way that they can get saved. 
And yet the light of Jesus is able to shine on the darkest of situation and the blindest of men and save men. And so these men, they followed Jesus not because they could see with their eyes, but they saw him with their heart. And they're following him and they're saying, son of David, have mercy on us. Now there's a parallel story in Luke chapter 18. And it tells us that as these men are following Jesus, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. There was a crowd of people that gathered around and told them to be quiet. They were yelling it and screaming it. And these guys were saying, knock it off. Tone it down. Shut up. Stop screaming. And in Luke 18, it's an amazing story. It says, when the crowd was telling them to knock it off, be quiet and shut up, these guys got louder. And they started screaming, son of David, have mercy on us. I like that. Just agitate them and aggravate them. Get louder. And they continued to cry out to Jesus. Not only did they have the right spiritual vision, but they had the right heart because they are seeing something that others didn't see. They saw the Messiah. They saw the Savior of the world. They saw the promised one of the Old Testament. And notice they are asking the right question and they are asking for the right thing. They said, son of David, have mercy on us. They're asking for mercy, which is what we all should be asking for. Let me tell you something. Don't ever ask God to give you what you deserve. Amen, saints. You don't want what you deserve because what you deserve is hell. Yeah, and I said it, hell. Hell's a real place. And that's what we all deserve. We want God's mercy. You see, mercy is God not giving me what I deserve. Judgment is getting what you deserve. And grace means you get what you don't deserve. And so you're always, always, always to say, God, have mercy on me. And then always, always, always be thankful for that mercy. Did you know that God gives us mercy every day? Every single day. You, have you ever thought about it? Even when you're asleep, God is keeping your mind going. God is keeping the blood going. You don't pay attention to that stuff. Nobody is sleeping and thinking, well, I better keep my blood flowing. Who's thinking that? I'm like, <laughs> you know, who's thinking of that? I mean, God is showing you mercy. God is loving you even when you're sleeping and not even thinking about him. And every day that you wake up, when I first open my eyes in the morning, you guys, you know what I do? I lay in my bed and I say, God, thank you for waking me up every day without fail. Because you didn't have to wake up. Do you know? There are lots of people who didn't wake up today. And see, we don't think about that. We think God, God give you a Lexus, you'd be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, speaking in tongues and carrying on. You know, oh, thank you, Lord. Because that, that's big. But little things like, which are really big things, God's mercy every day. Can I remind you? God's mercy every day, every morning. Lord, thank you for waking me up today. You know, I talk to the Lord before I talk to my wife. She don't mind. She don't mind at all. Lord, thank you. Love you, Lord. You've been good. God, you're good all night. 
man, I wake up and check my toes, make sure they're all still there, my fingers, and they're all still there. God, you've been so good. You know, Lamentations 3, and 23, read it with me, would you? Through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed because his compassion fails not, and they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Ah, isn't that beautiful? Great is your faithfulness. And so these men are following Jesus, and they're saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And you know, I find it interesting that Jesus didn't even stop. He kept going in the house. Did you get that? He didn't even stop. Jesus could have stopped and turned around and said, do you believe I'm able to heal you? Could have done the same thing. Do you believe I'm able to heal you? Yes, we believe, Lord. Okay, by your faith, you're healed. He could have done that right where they stood. But notice Jesus continued to go into the house, and it was in the house that these guys came. They groped their way. They followed Jesus in the house, and Jesus asked them an obvious question. He said, do you believe that I am able to do this? And I'm sure in their frustration, they said, yes, Lord, what do you mean? Do do we believe? Of course we believe. We stumbled in here and fell over things and knocked our knees and hit our shins trying to get into the house. Lord, what kind of question is that and Jesus said he touched their eyes and he said according to your faith let it be done unto you why did Jesus stop why didn't he stop why did he go in the house well I think two quick things number one Jesus loves to see us listen God loves to see you exercise your faith God loves that he loves to see you believe in him You know, many times God puts us through tests and trials and situations. The song we sang, blessed be your name, Lord, no matter what we're going through, bless your name, God. God allows you to go through things sometime. You're here this morning and you're going through something. Could it be that God allows you to go through things because he wants you to see your faith? Could he fix it? Of course he can. He's God. Hello. But could it be that he just wants you to say, God, I believe you. He loves to see you exercise your faith. He loves to see you come to him. The spirit and the bride say, come. Jesus said, go into all the world and compel men to come. He loves to see people come to him. Number two, I think this speaks of persistence. God loves to see persistence. All throughout this chapter, this whole topic of persistence is woven through. You remember, Jesus was doing a Bible study in the house. It got so crowded. Men climbed up on the roof, and they peeled back the roof, and they let their friend down in front of Jesus to be healed by Jesus, and Jesus forgave the man's sin. Persistence. Oh, you remember, later on in this same chapter, the woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through the crowd. A lot of people. And the woman says, getting through the crowd, and she says, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. If I could only just touch the hem of his garment, I know I could be healed. Persistence? Yeah, persistence. And it was Jairus, oh, you remember. Man, he's standing there talking to Jesus, asking Jesus to come to his house. And as he was asking Jesus to come to his house, and Jesus is having a conversation with the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, this guy who had just left Jairus' house comes to him and says, Jairus, don't worry about coming to your house. Your daughter's dead. No need to come. It's over. Your daughter's dead. Persistence? Yeah. Because Jairus said, Jesus, come to my house. (laughs) 
Jesus, come on, come to my house. Because I, I really believe, Lord, if you can heal this woman who's got an issue of blood for 12 years, Jesus, please come to my house. Jesus went to his house. Persistence. Jesus went to his house. He took the little girl by the hand and he said, Talitha Kumai, which means Danzel, arise. And she rose from the dead. And Jesus said, now give her something to eat. Man after my own heart, give her something to eat. Got to eat after you come back from the dead. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, they spend a lot of energy trying to go to the light and come back and go to the light and come back. You know, it's like, man, I'm hungry. I got to work out, you know. <laughs> Persistence? Absolutely. God loves to see people come to him. Listen, and God loves to see persistence. Remember, ask, seek, and knock. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock. And keep on knocking. Don't give up. Hey, what do you need from the Lord? Ask, seek, and knock. And keep on. And don't give up. You want to know the Lord? You want to be a Christian? Maybe you want to get back to the Lord. You know, the Bible says, you just ask him and he's near. You seek him and you'll find him. It's in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. And it says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You know, somebody told me one time, he said, you know, I tried that Jesus thing and that Christian thing, and it just didn't work for me, they said, which was the craziest thing I ever heard. But they said, all the Jesus things, see, you don't try Jesus. You give your life to him, and it's over. You, you don't try him, but okay, fine. I tried Jesus, and it didn't work for me. You see, the problem wasn't with Jesus. The problem was with you. Because the Bible is very, very clear. If you seek me, you will find me. If you search for me, now here's the operative word, with all your heart. You see, a lot of people don't search for him with all their heart. They search for him with half their heart. They search for him with a quarter of their heart. They search for him with some of their heart, but they don't search for him with all of their heart. Because I'll tell you, if you search for him with all of your heart, you will find him. Say amen, saints. You will find him. He's not lost. You are. And you'll find him if you search for him. Very important persistence. God loves us to come and God loves persistence. And he saw this. These two blind men, they came and they were persistent. And then notice Jesus told them that this is interesting. He says, don't tell anybody. Jesus healed them, And he said, don't tell anybody. And as soon as the guys got out the front door, they were disobedient, healed people because they told everybody. Now, you got to understand something here. They have just had a radical thing happen to their lives. These guys have never seen anything. They have never seen the mountains. They've never seen Mount Hermon. They've never seen the Sea of Galilee. They've never seen the grass, the dirt, the sky, the sun. They have never seen any of these things. Perhaps they had a girlfriend. They never saw her. Their mom, their dad, their brothers, their sisters. They never seen food. They never seen anything. So when Jesus gave them sight, these guys were radically changed, radically different, and they couldn't help but tell somebody. You see, there is something valuable and there are some things in life. Listen and listen close. There are some things in life that are too important to keep secret. There's some things in life that are too important to keep it quiet. 
And so these guys, they had to go tell someone. You know, we see a good movie. And we come right out of the theater. On the cell phone. Girl, you got to come and say, oh, I'm telling you, I'm just leaving the movie. This is awesome. Some things are so important, they have to get out there. You know, I'm, I'm standing at the, um, at, at the gas station down here the other day, and, and I'm, I'm pumping my gas, you know, from my car. And uh, this guy walks up to me, and he goes, hey, how you doing? And he's, like, all friendly and everything, you know. And like, like I'm, I'm a friendly guy, too. So, I mean, this is all good. And, you know, he's all friendly. Hey, man, how you doing? And, and he comes up, and he's talking. I'm pumping my gas, you know, and I'm, like, running over gas money. I don't have the money, but okay, fine. And, and you know, the guy, he's like, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. How, how are you? Well, what you doing? And I said, uh, pumping my gas. And he says, Oh, yeah, well, well, I mean, you live around here? I mean, where you from and all this? And I'm going, hey, man, you're getting a little personal, ain't you, dude? I mean, you know, you need to back up off me, you know, get back in my space here, you know. And he's just going on and on, really, really nice guy. I mean, just really, really nice. And, and, and then he started telling me, he says, oh, so he said, uh, well, well, hey, you know, would you, would you, are you interested to make a little bit more money? Now, this guy's into this the, the network. Um, things, you know, I don't, what do I have, chump written on my head or something like that? I mean, I run into these guys all the time. It happened to me at the supermarket. I'm right by the baked beans. This guy comes up and he's, hey, how you doing? I mean, what, I got chump? Like, hey, I'm a chump, you know. So he goes, you know, well, would you like to make a little bit more money? And I said to him, I said, um, and you guys know I like to have fun, okay? So I said to him, I said, nah. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.